Right now, Travis Barrett joins us from CentralMaine.com. You don't remember the catch. You're not old enough for that. That's not true. What year was that? Uh, 1981. 81. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember it, but I think it, that, so I was like seven years old. So it's, uh, I think if you, like, that's when you, like, when you're that small and you're into sports, you just kind of, it's just kind of, uh, um, it's funny, I was thinking about listening to the intro there. I was thinking about the catch and what year it was, and if I really remember. I re- the first real serious sports discussion I remember having with friends was, like, fifth or sixth grade when Villanova won that national championship over Georgetown. And, like, we'd all watched it. And it was, like, that first sports bonding moment where you were like, yeah, I saw that game, and there's no... And it was like, I mean, I, who knows what we said, right? We were little. But that's the first real time I remember, like, being able to dissect sports. So that's a little bit later than that. Yeah, I think my first, uh, my very first sports conversation was how exactly was the New England Patriots defense going to stop Fridge Perry from getting into the end zone? And the answer to that was very simple. They They were not. They They were not. (laughs) I assumed that since Andre Tippett was a black belt in karate, like he would be the ultimate secret weapon. Um, Apparently, the Super Bowl XX, not like Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling at the time. Apparently not... Not similar scales, which I was, I didn't know at the time. Right, so, right. That was the first yeah. time uh, uh, the New England Patriots let me down. So it's, it's <laughs> they've hap- been letting me down for it, what, a decade now. Yeah, so. it's it's been happening for a long time since then. So you know, I'm usually I usually expect the worst. You know, so that's uh, yeah, that's the way it goes. You know, the other we, that's why we like each other. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> this is why we get along so well. Um, <clears throat> speaking of expecting the worst. Um, uh, we usually expect the worst every spring sports season, not in terms of quality of play, not in terms of anything. We always just assume the worst uh, in, in regards to weather because yep. usually it rains the beginning of the season, then it stops for a while and everything gets in and then everybody gets caught up. And then the week of playoffs or the two weeks yep. of playoffs, that's when all the rain comes together. And, Without and, fail, and and that that with no regard really for human life at this point. None. None. You know what's killing me? I'll tell you what's killing me today is uh, it's not just the rain. Um, it's like it's forty six degrees yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what? I mean, like I gotta unpack the the down jacket like to go out and cover a softball game today. Are you out of your mind? It's June fifth, right? Like I did I wake up in the wrong year or the wrong? It, it's just I don't know. I I. I I, I know I'm getting old when I'm the cranky guy that just complains about the weather all the time. This is this is a thing. But you're right. It, every year without fail, it's like you get caught up, and then right with. And, and the other problem is it's not just playoffs, as you guys well know. It, everybody's into graduations and graduation events, and class nights. And there's just a million things going on in the school, so it's like it's not even easy to make the schedule to begin with. Then you throw rain at it, and it's just, it's a nightmare. And I said, I said to my boss yesterday, the worst part about getting the rain at the beginning of the week is you're already screwed up before you even get started. Before you even get started with the playoffs, it's, you're raining out on Monday, and Tuesday is a question mark, and stuff's being moved two days ahead to Wednesday. It's just, ugh, In some off. cases, Friday. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's and you spend all day just trying to catch up, right? Like you wake up first thing in the morning, and and you start you start scrolling, you start looking at websites, you start figuring out who's moved what, you start texting ads and coaches. What do you know? What what's the plan? It just it doesn't end. It doesn't end. 
it, just, it never it never stops it never and, and the amazing part is too it never works out so that in this situation you can then cover something um that you couldn't have covered previously it means they all run together so yeah, your baseball yeah. your softball and your lacrosse all going at the same time yeah i said it's funny i did say yesterday to somebody i said you know the worst part about it is everything that's essentially in that same you know 230 to 4:30 window when everything is starts and is played like you don't even get the benefit of uh you know cuz they're in school i get it right you, like, you don't get the we have that weird uh, the weird tennis thing where they're playing at like 10 a.m. this week but largely speaking everything is in the afternoon and you can't you can't get to everything you can't even you have a hard enough time just tracking down results from everything it's just it's just I don't know. I know it's supposed to be the best job in the world, but it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, you're right. You're right. It, but this time of year is really where it hits everybody. Like, to me, it looks yeah. like the athletic administrators are worn out because they have to do more. They have to do more juggling in the spring, I think, oh, than yeah. they do any time yeah. because they have. It's just, it's so much more weather dependent. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, and it's miserable. You know, having having been both a coach and an AD in the spring. It, that cold weather, it it just grates on you. I mean, yeah. baseball and softball are supposed to be warm, relax, sit in a lawn chair, what you know. And when you're the AD or the coach in the dugout, it's nice. No, it's freezing, yeah, and you keep good. looking. You think thinking, all right, how long before this game's over? That's not yeah. what you're supposed to be thinking. You're supposed yeah, to be right. thinking, no, this is true. great. Let's play two. You know, I'm not happening. Lobbying. When football finally dies off, I'm still lobbying for we're going to just move baseball season to the to become a fall sport, which is what it should be anyway. Start your games like August 20th, play in the nice September weather. Done. See, it's that easy. Let's just do that. Can we just make that happen? They literally fall sport. They literally talked about that, you know. Yeah, well, they should. It would make it would make perfect sense. I mean, I understand. You know, you're you're going to displace a lot of athletes. There's there's reasons that it's not just as simple as well. Travis Barrett said they should do that, but I think they should. <laughs> well, you almost could switch them around. Play football in the spring. You know, the problem yeah. is yeah. with only one game a week, you'd have to start in March. Might still be right, snow yeah. on the ground, but yeah, but still. we can't do that because then the field's going to get chewed up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, we can't do that. You can't win at this can't point. It was worth yeah. a shot. Yeah, well, we said, we literally discussed it, honestly. <clears throat> yeah. Because yeah. of what happens in the spring. Yeah. yeah it's not a, just, Those aren't sports you can play in that kind of weather. You can play football in that kind of weather. Yeah, you can, sure. You can. People like it, actually. Yeah. People prefer yeah, it, to soccer. be honest. Yeah. Play soccer in the spring. Kids oh. love it. You know, it really wouldn't be the worst idea, because think about it. When, when football's over with for the pros and everything, you can yeah. just be – and, I mean – it would make. I wonder if the quality. If I wonder if that would make the quality of the lobster bowl go up a little bit because guys would be pretty close to still pretty playing. Pretty closer too. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. The problem with that is in the middle of June, it's going to be a little hotter for the state football championships than it normally would be. It's <laughs> true. As true. opposed to November. So. Are you, are you, well, I don't know. Maybe well, not. I don't know. I don't well, know if it was this weekend. Today we're getting pretty close. <laughs> yeah, but you guys, you guys. I mean, it was ninety on Saturday. That's like true. I was dying Friday and yeah. Saturday. Like. Yeah. Just. Well, they played the lobster bowl in that kind of weather a couple of times when it's just they do it all the time, boiling. which I've never understood. Like they need to move that game to at night when that yeah. happens. Well, they whoa, worry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They yeah, worry about teams coming from kids coming from a long ways away, and yeah, because in the summertime, kids you know are really on a big strict time limit, That's and good point. yeah, you have yeah, um, 
you know, you don't you don't want people in town and around during the day. You know what I mean? You don't want them to like spending money. You don't want stuff. them spending money spending in places money. in no. Biddeford. You no. know, no, in no, the surrounding no, no, no. areas. No. You don't want no, that. Is it going back to Biddeford this year? Or are they are they done with their? No, no, they're back in TA this year. I guess I don't. I, I wonder if it's if if it's you know. I hope it goes back there, but to me, I think it should be it should go on tour. I don't think it should stay anywhere. I think I think it should be like the NFL draft. I think you should take it. You should put it when Lewiston gets their facility built. You bring it to Lewiston, okay? Well, I think especially where there's turf. Yeah, so. you can bring it to Lewiston. You can bring it to TA. You can bring you know bring it to Fitzy. I mean, bring it to Fitzy and then set it up with the Sea Dogs game that night. I mean, sheesh. Multiple things you can do. You want to play the game at night. Now, you, now you're. Now well, you no, excuse me. You can have the Sea Dogs. Let's say the Sea Dogs play in the afternoon, and then yeah, you leave, you and then you go yeah. over, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't see what's wrong with that. I think we put Nothing. a put a little bug in the area. Yeah, we we'll mentioned that to Haley. He's yeah. he knows those guys. Yeah, I mean that's that that's. I, I would move that thing on tour because I think that's the problem. You could you could move it up to Bangor one year. You could move it to Augusta. You could have it at Orono. You have all these places in the state you could play that game. Move it around and generate more interest in it, and you'll probably get more interest in it. If not, you're going to make it feel like it's one town's event. Because one of the problems what we already know, you and I in our minds, for reality is, people in the south are not going to travel. They might go to Lewiston. They're not going much further than that, if if that. And we what understand are you talking that. about? <laughs> yeah, right. He, yeah, tongue really? in, tongue in no. cheek. What? Really? <laughs> We let everybody else travel. We are not going anywhere. We well, were saying that's because everybody comes here, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were saying back when the coaches association, when it was just one big association, as opposed to individual sports, we we used to hold the the uh, annual clinics in Bowden at Bowden. We couldn't get the teams, the guys in the south, to come to Bowden. Wow! Literally, literally we would look and say. Anybody south of Portland? Nope, 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 nope. Right down the list. No, absolutely not. So, hasn't changed much. Yeah, no, no, it certainly hasn't. That's, I mean, the basketball tournaments and the shuffling there certainly taught us that. Well, you know what we could do if we just schedule everything for the gaps in the NBA finals. Like we could fit oh, everything. We got plenty in. of time for that, right? You could get half a spring schedule in there. For <laughs> we could play the whole baseball playoffs before they play again. What are you talking yeah. about? You know. Yeah, that's true. God, that's great. It's uh, unbelievable. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's all the momentum they've got going. You know. Well, we want to make sure yeah. LeBron gets rested up. You know, yeah. he, he looked a little tired. He's a little tired. He's tired. He should I, be I, tired playing with that bunch. I have, true to my word, I've not watched any of it. I've just seen the highlights. I did enjoy the highlight of LeBron just standing still at the def- at the uh, offensive end of the court while his team plays defense. Yeah, holding his arms up, calling for the ball. Like, I'm, I, I just, I can't. His I teammates can't. threw a little shade on that. They weren't that impressed with that. No, I bet they weren't. I bet. You know, it's funny with him too. Like his press conferences. I noticed the other day. It sometimes it's so simple, right? And maybe it's the writer in me, but it's the word choices. Like, I've done everything to get our team here. I've done this. I've done that. Yes. It's incredible. I know that I know the parallel between hockey and basketball is is worn out and tired, and we've all we've all done it. But those guys would revolt against one another in their own dressing rooms if anyone ever went out and made it about themselves. You know, and and I know you know basketball is different. You're talking seven or eight core guys and not twenty guys. But still, I just I can't. 
I can't wrap my brain around why that's okay. Like, and I know part of it's the NBA and the way they've marketed that game for decades. You know, it's a it's a superstar driven league. But I just, man, alive. What makes you, as an athlete, what makes you want to go out and uh, and battle with that guy? You know, I, I don't want that guy's in it for himself. What's in it for me? You know. Well, I, I think get a, I get a very public tongue lashing because I I screwed up the. Uh, you know, the score of the game in the final second. But that's what's in it for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure all the NBA guys do that. I've been saying that about yeah, LeBron for true. a long time. Yeah, true. true. No, no, I don't understand why he doesn't get it. He, My wife likes to say he's never been in trouble. You never hear any rumors about him running around on his wife. You know, he's a family man. He does a lot of really nice things like that. Yeah. But so why can't somebody say to him... And, and make it stick, LeBron, shut up! But you know what? I think that's just people's personalities. At what point do we just have to... St- we just have... We're at a point now in our life where we're like, listen, I just don't like you as a person, so yeah. stop being that person. That's me. Well, that's me. I don't like him. Right. And that's just how it goes. Like, I'm not a big fan of the guy either, but, you know, the guy's... Uh, the, the, he's. You, you can't deny his talent. He's there definitely... question about that. He's, uh, I would say he's top five. I'm not. I'm not going number one. I think that's ridiculous. Although we've talked about on the air that I think he's hard to play with. He he's not somebody that likes to hang around and get and let you get him the ball. He wants the ball. Right. There is no question. And every team he's played on, that's the way it's yeah. been. Yeah. That that's a tough guy to play with. Hey, well, look at the. I mean, I think that whether we like him or not. One of the fascinating sports stories for me this year is the overhaul they, that that organization made at the trade deadline, essentially clearing out, you know, whatever percentage of their roster and bringing in all starting over in the middle of the season and getting to the NBA Finals. Because I think it goes to your point that you got to have the right guys with him. you got to have guys that just can somehow can somehow deal with that, you know, and, they can, and, and be okay with it. Otherwise, you would, I think... I think if it bothered all of those guys, then you they wouldn't be here, right? And I think you have to be able to. So what's LeBron going to be able to win? What's LeBron going to do next year? I don't know. I don't know. I think you should drive a. I think you should drive a car at Wiscasset Raceway. That's what I think you should do. Yes, yes, he should buy Wiscasset Raceway. I don't know. I don't follow it enough to. Like I'm not the guy to ask. I could tell. I could give you an opinion, but I don't think it would matter. You know, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to stay or not. I, sometimes I feel like, especially in our 24-hour beat cycle, so much of it is just noise anyway. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know why he'd want to leave, but I. I. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. That's why that is really wishy-washy. That's bad. I don't know. <laughs> it did sound pretty bad, actually. That's... I know. That's awful. Man, all right, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you in six months or so. Maddie's already broken down the contracts from all the different teams that he could possibly go to and whether it fits and what they'd have to do. Because he already determined Cleveland's screwed almost either way. They, they, all these contracts are three years. They, they, they're either going to have to dump them and, and go and uh, be way over the luxury tax or they're going to have to keep them. And is he going to stay and play with those same guys? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. How does it look if he? Here's my question. Let's say, uh, let's assume Golden State uh, sees this series out. And they don't pull a Celtics. <laughs> um, let's let's assume that they win. Do you, 
what I mean, what does it do for him? Do we are we do we still worry about his legacy at all? Like if you if you jump ship after getting a team like that to the finals and you leave, is that okay? Like do we are we okay uh, Yes. With that? Yes, I think this is perfect. Game 1 to me. Game 1. This is the only reason I'm watching these finals. This is why it's so maddening that it's taken 6 days to play 3 games. Yeah. I would just want to get to the off season. Right. I am at the point right now where I am binge watching a Netflix show, okay? And it's the <laughs> NBA season of 2017 and 18. And I am ready to get to the end of the season because I want to jump in already to 2018-19 because I know things are changing. And I know that the stuff that happens in these finals, particularly game one, which yeah. swung everything now gives him the perfect scenario to leave to without leave. being crushed like he was last time. Last time when he left Cleveland, it looked like he was giving up. In this situation, it looks like he's he's leaving Cleveland because they failed him. Fair. No, fair. I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, I think it is. I think he's a lot better at I think he's a lot better at playing the media now than he was then. Now, I don't know if that's the people around him. Well, I think yeah. if he hadn't done the whole that whole thing with yeah, yeah. okay, like it, it just there was no there was nothing there. Now since then, LeBron has become a little bit global, hanging out with Jay Z, hangs out with Obama. Okay, all these guys share the same share the same personal policy people, uh, uh, social media stuff, all that. You know what I mean? They all do have yeah. sort, of, sort of that same style. So you're going to get a little bit more polished. So you're right. going to be able to, to to make things, you know, look a little better this time. And he's way in control of it. If he goes to the Lakers, everybody's excited because Lakers-Celtics becomes a thing again. You don't think the league wants Lakers-Celtics to be a thing again this time with LeBron versus Kyrie? Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah, I do love that. Adam Silver would be making it rain and just all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. Everywhere. All right. Fair. Fine. So, I just that—that's where I'm at with him. I, I, and I, I think that's how it's set up. But I also think there's another thing here too. Kevin Durant looks miserable in Golden State. <laughs> yes. Miserable, and it's oh, blatantly, blatant like Cassius Marsh miserable. You know what I mean? Like straight up. Why am I even here? Like. There was a turnover he had in the second quarter, and I saw Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr had a back injury that was basically not allowing him to move. He was jumping up and down on the sidelines like a madman on a pogo stick. Yeah. And I'm like, how mad do you have to be at this guy who took a discount in, in yearly one-year option deals to leave? He's got an option at the end of this year, and he could leave. He could say, I'm out. And I don't think we're far away from it. My question is, I don't know where he wants to go to. All the teams are capped out. So he might have to opt in and force a trade. Where is he trading to? Something's going on there. And I just, I don't know what. But he looks miserable. Can you tell that he's excited for the offseason? Yes. That, that can't, no. It's not coming through at all. That's where, <laughs> that's where it is. That's it's where it so, is. All the leagues now. I swear. All the leagues are like this. You know, I'm more interested in what the Yankees are doing in the offseason or what they're going to be doing at the trade deadline as opposed to watching them lose uh, uh, to Detroit last night. Off the air, he thinks they should trade Sanchez for a really good for pitcher. For DeGrom. Because yeah. they got an, a good catcher. They've got a good catcher. I just, I, 
I think Sanchez is eventually going to be a first baseman power guy, and I just I don't know how much better he's going to get as a catcher. I think you could trade him to the Mets right now for Jacob Degrom, and he would be the catcher that the 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 Mets the Mets need a superstar to build around. They do not right. have one. Yeah. Devin Mesoraco not going to be built around, okay? I don't know how you can be so fired about the Yankees. They only play twice a week for crying out loud. I know, I, mean, I know. Once they got in first place, they stopped playing. What really I don't gets know what me, that's all about. We're done. We're done. Uh, book us in the playoffs, please. What really gets me is, though, is all these games are played on the road that are getting rained out, so it's really the home team that's involved. So you have a Detroit who, you know, you know they're real excited to have the Yankees come in for a doubleheader day on a Monday during a work week. Yeah, thank you very much. I I mean, because when the Yankees and Red Sox come to town, the Angels come to town with Trout and Otani, you want those games to be happening on the weekend so that people just come out casually to come see the game or fans of those teams come out to see the game. You sneak that. They had a one o'clock game on a Monday afternoon yesterday in Detroit. What is what is that even? You know, there's six people in the place. Mm, I love it. More police on <laughs> duty than fans. Right yeah. There. Well, if you send uh, Alex Rodriguez and Jess Mendoza out to sit in the outfield and do the broadcast, oh, that generates a ton of buzz, right? Sure, and throw balls into the left to the left fielder yeah, and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Look at me. I'm lovable now. You all hated me for a decade. Yeah. I'm lovable yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Like, how did he manage to spin himself around? Like, I don't. I don't get it. I just. I can't. I. Oh man, it was. That was. I, of course, I haven't watched much Sunday Night Baseball this year, but I, but of course, with the Red Sox and Astros playing there tonight, I watched it, and I thought to myself, like, oh, the thought, because I thought, like, like Mendoza's fine to me. I know she takes a lot of criticism, but it didn't. She, but she was, but she was, you know, she was good. Like, it didn't, it didn't drag everything down, you know, with Boone and the in the in Schulman and doing the broadcast, but, but with with A Rod, it's like. I can't even understand. I can't even figure out what they're talking about most of the time. You know, it's like they're just off in this other world. And and I know it sounds awful to say, but when I listen, to, when I watch the game tonight, I feel like I feel like I'm just watching three hours of A Rod subtly hitting on Mendoza, which is really weird. You know, like I don't, I don't need this. You know, like I don't like. Can we talk about what's going on in the game on the field? I just think we've. I think. I guess you can say it's about ESPN and a lot of things, but I just think they're out of touch with the audience. Like, baseball's a niche sport, okay? It's popular in the places that have baseball and where the teams are good, and that's the way it's always been, and you got to kind of just accept that. And so trying to pander to the lowest common denominator on a Sunday night, like, nobody's watching those games. Nobody's so invested at 1130 on a Sunday night that's a casual fan. Like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do next. Those games are a huge pain for real fans because, one, you want to go to bed early on a Sunday, okay? Instead, they start at 8 something, and then you've got to sit through these features. Like, I do not want to see Olympic style features while there is a game going on. Thank you very much. I. I do not understand why I have to listen to an in-depth conversation about how Xander Bogarts likes comic books or whatever inane, ridiculous thing that they want to talk about for two and a half minutes. And every time that happens, somebody hits a rocket out into left field and I got I got no commentary. They have to come back and recap it five pitches later. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I'm with you. I think it's, uh, it's, it's really hard to watch. And I, I, think, I think we've exposed, you know, A-Rod. Shocker. But, you know, I think we all kind of jumped the gun on, boy, he's really good in the Fox studio doing baseball. Like, yeah, but that's an entirely different thing than having to fill three and a half hours with insight. 
And he can't do that, clearly. Can't do it yet. I, I, I might not be so willing to say he'll never be able to do it, but when I watch those games, I think, what is he bringing as a former Major League All-Star, you know, as one of the, the tainted or not, one of the greatest power hitters in the history of the game, he brings no insight into what's going on on the field. And that, that, that just absolutely boggles my mind. Why hire him? That's the one thing he should be able to do, and he doesn't. He doesn't. Do you think? Do you think some of that also has to do with three three people in the booth? I I'm not sure I've ever understood that. It almost seems know. too cumbersome to me. Well, it, did I? I don't remember if I said this to you guys last week or to somebody else, but I think like when I watched the the NBA uh, the conference finals, one on TNT and one on ESPN, I feel like the TNT crew three man booth has it five. You know, because that's Miller and Weber. Um, and I thought they were generally pretty good. And I feel like the ESPN crew, so maybe this is the same thing, right? Because we're talking about ESPN's basketball coverage and their baseball coverage. I feel like the ESPN crew was almost like we're trying to do a sports talk radio show here about the game. Like we're really just offering reaction to everything in the moment versus here's the analysis that you need as a fan. Instant and hot take. Yeah. Instant hot take. And so I think... It's got to be a company's policy at ESPN, right? This is how we want our shows to, our broadcast to feel, how we want them to sound, how we want to get people involved. But I think it's funny when you've got the two networks basically alternating night to night to night, going back and forth. To me, the difference was stark. Like, wow, I can listen to the TNT guys, the the the, the ESPN guys, and they granted it with Celtics and Cavs, so you've got you know you've got LeBron, but it just felt like. Every miss, every every make, every fast break, every defensive play became it became a ninety second discussion on LeBron and his legacy again. Like, I, we just, just call the game right now. Talk about that stuff after. You can talk about it as soon as the game's over if you want. But I don't know. It's got to be an ESPN thing to me. I don't know. I just I can't. It, to me, it doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel organic. It feels forced, and it's not enjoyable. Well, look at how ESPN Sports Center is now. Yeah, I mean, it's an yeah. entertainment show. They got it's much different than it used to be. Well, it's way it's far more discussion now of who the hosts are what, at what time slot versus um, you know here's the news as it happens. It's, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old and cranky. Maybe it's the weather. Travis Barrett, he joins us each and every Tuesday uh, to talk about what grinds his gears. Uh, you can find out more at centralmain.com or uh, the Loose Wheels podcast. Correct. Yes. Yeah. We're on iTunes. Woo-hoo. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk to you next week, and we'll see if the NBA Finals are still. Well, what will end first, the NBA Finals or Maine High School baseball softball season? Uh, Maine High School baseball softball. Okay. All right. Just check. Yep. All right. Yep. I, I feel confident. All right, yep. man. We'll talk to you next okay. week. Take care. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank yeah. you. That's Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com. More on the way.